You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. I think I lost you. We can shoot the town. Hello. Hi. Hello? Andrew, I'm right here. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, I'm right Hello? here. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Oh, my God. Yeah, I can hear you. Hello? Hello? Hi, Hello? hi, hi. Hello? 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 I swear we're good. Hello? Oh, Hello? I heard something for one second. There you are. Hey, uh, what, can you hear uh, me? Yep, I'm right here, man. Okay. Well, that was weird. Shit's going wrong. I'm just I'm beside myself. You want to know why? Yeah, please tell me. I actually... All right, so you just told me there's a natural disaster, but I don't know what you mean, so go it's for it. It's the Hanford disaster. The Hanford disaster. We're all totally right. dating the show by discussing the Hanford disaster, but uh, I guess near or in the Purell or Purex fucking hand sanitizer factory or oh, something... Fuck. I didn't, obviously, I didn't research this very well. <laughs> There's a Hanford disaster. That's what it's called. And it's nuclear waste. And it's a leak. Nuclear waste is leaking. Where There's is it? a tunnel this? collapse in Washington State. Washington. All right, so far away. So that's declared sick. in Washington State. And people are saying that it's going to be the uh, uh, worse than Chernobyl or Fukushima. Whoa. All right. Um, are you my- ready? First question is the fuck yeah. is there nuclear Hello? waste doing at the Purell factory? What is happening there? <laughs> Lost you for a second there, pal. Um, the uh, I don't know. I'm on the Hanford. Uh, uh, luckily enough that the you know, Twitter, the Hanford site has its own Twitter. So saying uh, that employees, although they are un, they're not allowed to leave the site, they uh, they're telling the employees that everything's cool. But they're oh, not well, allowed that's, to leave. That's sick. I mean, Karen Silkwood thought everything was cool. <laughs> Karen Silkwood. Oh, we could get into a conspiracy mode so quick with Karen Silkwood because they tried to kill, they killed her, right? Yeah. Um, this is funny because when you said there's a natural disaster happening, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck. All right, what's this going to be? But in the back of my mind, I was just like, oh, the ice sheet collapsed. Like, there it is. <laughs> We've been waiting on that <laughs> shit for a long minute. I mean, that that would happen today. So, yeah. All right. Cool. I think that that also, natural disaster, I think that's a great, like, uh, I was going to say wrestling name, and then I immediately changed to porn name. Both good. Natural, I think natural disaster is a great porn name, because what if a woman, like, checks her, her fucking Google schedule? She's like a hard-working porn star. <laughs> she's got a Google calendar going, which, which which lets you know she's official. And she's like, oh, I got to work with natural disaster. And she Googles natural disaster and he's a complete mess. Yeah. Long I, hair, fat. 
Didn't well. Hold on a second. Wasn't there a wrestling team that was like it was called like the Natural Disasters? Wasn't it fucking Earthquake and Typhoon as the Natural Disasters or some shit like that? I wish Mike Dick was here. He could tell me. <laughs> well, either way, because I mean, the, Earthquake is exactly who you just described. <laughs> yeah, that's what they look like. And she's like, "Fuck, I don't want to work Damn. with this motherfucker." But in the middle of it all, underneath it all, tunnel collapse. She's like, you know, I know sex is my job, and I'm I really don't like it anymore. Like I the the the, the lust has been f- like fucking the lack of mercy that I've experienced in this job <laughs> has completely ruined my sex life to the point where I don't enjoy sex. But natural disaster brought it all back. In a bout, in a screaming, she had a fitful orgasm. Fitful. Felt things like she hadn't felt for years. Yeah, she thinks she was saying things she hadn't ever, she thought she'd never say. To the wrestler earthquake. (laughs) To the wrestler. She's like, didn't she used to be earthquake? She said that in the middle of it. And he's like, no. I I was was discovered for my, my prowess. My sexual prowess. I was scouted by Vivid. And here I am. And in actuality, it's an earthquake. He's trying to make a little extra money, but I'm curious as to whatever happened in this. Oh, he died. Okay, and that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes uh, a perfect amount of sense. But if he didn't die, he'd be fucking. I mean, he's a like a decidedly unattractive man. Really? I don't. Let me take a look at him. Yeah, he's rough. I've had a lot of old... This is like a vintage episode. A lot of old insecurities have come creeping back for me. Um, I've been under a lot of... I've been, <laughs> why? I've been under a lot of stress lately. And uh, some good, some bad. And uh, I, my self-esteem is in the, in, the pool, in the pool. Interesting. You seem like you were really on the good foot like a week ago. What I happened? I know. I mean, yesterday I was. Today... I was, I'm in non-profit hell, and I was doing this event at this event space. I'm working with my coworkers and these other people who are in different programs, and they're just, everybody gets into event planner mode. It sounds good. And they just keep saying the same things over and over again. Like, well, I think, you know, like just imag- like, like imagining like where people will be. And like, oh, well, if we put the table there, then people are going to want or are going to try and walk this way instead of that way and we should put the table there and i, I was just i couldn't i i just i just I, I up and left in the grand movie tradition i up and left irish goodbye the on my own planning session i pieced i couldn't deal with it anymore and then i felt like crying which was really weird oh man there's a yeah. thing going on I don't know what it is. You gotta think, up your cold exposure. You gotta fucking like take a, a really cold shower or bath or some shit. You I can't feel your skin sometimes. anymore. I need to. I need to practice self-flagellation. I need to start really hurting myself. I think. I, I'm not sure that's the move. <laughs> I'm looking to you for guidance, uh, and if it means if it means you hurting me, then I think we're good. I mean, you should definitely go get into more bar fights. That'll uh, and no. that'll go well. No, I'm I'm still I'm still trying to look up Earthquake the wrestler to see if he's good looking or not. Uh, you should really do that. Oh, no. yeah, like he's like he's the fucking. If you had like a fucking caricature artist and you said just draw an ugly man, that's what he would draw. It's like he's 
he's not uh, not doing well. You know, uh, and plus his name is John Tenta. Yeah. And I would have been like, hey, your name's John Tenta because it takes a tent to dress you because so much fabric is required because you're so fat. They would have felt bad. His self-esteem would have fucking would have been in the <laughs> toilet. Plunged. Not to mention all that, that damn credit card debt he had. It's funny. Like, oh, man, that's actually, that reminded me. Yesterday I walked into my building. I love this. And uh, <laughs> our mailman is not very good. Uh, actually terrible. Like, I understand 100% are. why uh, why USPS is going to be, like, extinct in our lifetime. You know, when I was a kid and my parents were mail carriers, there was, like, a pride to it. You know, right. like, it was like, I'm not saying it was, you didn't join the fucking army, but, like, you know, like. That you, was the next best thing. You were held to a standard. Uh, once these guys started fucking shooting their bosses, everything really dropped off, and now my mailman's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and so they just take mail and just leave it on top of the uh, the mailbox sometimes. And I walked past yesterday. The dude downstairs from me has an envelope sitting on top of the box with his name on it. Then on it is from a debt consolidation place. And printed on there is like, debt is not the end. Or like, there's life after debt or something. It's like, Damn! You couldn't just yeah. put this dude's thing in the mailbox so not everybody knows that this motherfucker's in debt. Like, everyone coming in out of the building knows this dude's in debt. Nothing wrong in being in debt, but, like, <laughs> it, it, were it me, I'd be, like, cool to not have that broadcast. I'd be all right, like, yeah. being the one to put the fucking agency to tell people I had it. Final um, notice. Yeah, it was just, like, it was just really sad, man. It was, it was rough. Final notice. Oh, the big boss man died too. When you uh, when you search wrestlers now, it just brings up a gallery of other wrestlers, and I <laughs> fucking seventy percent of these dudes got to be dead, right? Like, all right, big boss man's dead. Uh, oh, typhoon's still alive somehow. That didn't seem likely. <laughs> I don't know who any of these people are. Bam Bam Bigelow dead. Shocker. Oh, right. I know her. Yeah. What about Vader? I thought I just saw Vader a second ago. IRS what, is still alive. Interesting. What, are, what about the Hollywood blondes? Vader's still alive. All right, not bad. We're getting there. Is Hercules about, still alive? Oh, about, no, 2004. What about uh, Stone Cold Rick Austin? Stone Cold Mike Shaw. Uh, yeah. What about Stone Cold uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Johnson? Wow, Kurt Hennig died? Fuck. I don't like I, It's fucking all these dudes are dead. Like, why, Stone... who would ever become a wrestler? I don't understand. Like, like you work really hard and you're sore all the time, and you get four years where people pretend to like a thing you're doing, and then you fucking die of a heart attack. Like, wow. who would do this? This is fucking insane. It's like being in a popular hardcore band. <laughs> four years. Four. It's like being a running back in the NFL. Four yeah. good years. Four good fest Four summers. good years if you're lucky. You get out with an ACL that's in one piece. And then you get cute. You get a little bit more studio time. You get cute. Let's put a keyboard here. And then you lose and it's everyone. It's over. Yeah, you stop walking with purpose. Pacing with purpose. Your bass player stops pacing with purpose from, from one side of the stage to the other. And you're like, wow, what do we, what do we, yeah. This used to be a really nice shopping mall. How the motherfuck did Bobby Heenan outlive Rick Rude? You know what? I actually don't believe that being fit is, like, good for you. It's impossible. Bobby Heenan looked like a fucking biscuit his entire life. He's still alive. Rick Rude's dead. I think Rick Rude uh, liked a recreational drug or two in his day. Yeah, it's very possible. Lex Luger, dead. 
dead. Is Big John Stud dead? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Big John Stud's dead. Why did he die? I know that fucking... What about John the Hammer Valentine? I make... Sometimes when I want to upset Gabri, I make her Google John the Hammer Valentine. He's such an upsetting looking man. Oh my God, I know. That's what I'm doing. I think it's like when I want to make Gabri upset. Oh, I'm sorry, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Man, I fucking suck. John no, the Hammer I like Valentine. making fake names for wrestlers. You can totally say John the Hammer Valentine. That's totally fine. John the Hammer Valentine is still alive. He's looking real good. He's actually looking... He's looking like my high school friend had my high school friend oh, in high God. school just he looks aged. Like, he looks like, like Jan Terry in this picture. Yeah, and he's looking real bad. Good God. I like the pictures of him when he's like in his like twenties but looks like he's forty and has feathered I hair. Like I dig that depressing. shit. This is the end. This is why I don't like wrestling. The end. The, the end game is so gross for both fans and wrestlers. At one point, oh, fan yeah. and oh, wrestler this like, the fuck you match you. up in terms of like where life is. <laughs> like, oh, well, Greg the Hammer Valentine was all the way up here and you're all the way down here. You know, you're fucking, you're eating Cheetos and fucking jerking off two times a day and whatever. And then all of a sudden, it, everything's equal. And you go to a convention and there's a little 11 by 17 printed out color copy that says Greg the Hammer Valentine. Meet him here. And then he's just sitting at a table by himself, and you're like, God, I just got a a promotion at work. I'm doing way better than him. And then you pay $20 to get your picture taken with him. Yeah, Jesus. It's like that guy Virgil. All right. So, oh, we should check on Virgil. I bet Virgil's dead. Virgil, last time people Uh, checked, Deadspin did a big thing on Virgil. And he was, uh, it was sad because people were like, he was in the, the lowest, like, scum like wrestle convention wrestling convention circuit like can he would just sit at a table and it says meet the wwf's virgil and then no one and there's a picture of like i don't know like fucking mr fuji or whatever with like a full table like people and then right next to him is virgil with no one caring because because virgil never really wrestled I think Virgil had a bit of a wrestling career. I think that dude actually got into the mix. We should do. Uh, we're gonna find. We out. should make this into a wrestling podcast where we have no idea what we're talking about. It, it, it appears that it's turning into one because we talk about wrestling a lot because, for two people who haven't watched it in fucking thirty because, years. Andrew, because we did the right thing. We took it as haha funny and also tongue in cheek and also I shouldn't take this seriously. And then it, okay, hold on a second. Virgil is alive. And straight up looks the same as he did when, when I was fucking 10 years That's old. Fucking pre- this dude is not pre- aged. This pre- is pre- wild. Man. Wow. Holy shit. Good for him. God damn. What about Ron the, what about Ron the Chisel Lopez? I don't know Ron the Chisel Lopez. I, I do know that, that Smash of Demolition is alive, and there's a photo of him in a convention looking, looking like Clarice Starling's boss <laughs> from Silence of the Lambs, but he's wearing face makeup and fucking S&M gear. You know, I think that there's one guy who I used to really like, and his name was Iron Mike Sharp. Iron Mark Sharp? Iron Mark Sharp. Iron Mark. His name was Iron Mark. <laughs> Iron Mark That's Sharp. His name Iron now. Mike Sharp is dead. That's his Iron Mark Sharp. And he was the best. He was like the king of the jobbers. And I love jobbers. Dude. And was, sometimes it was local guys, too, which I loved. Yeah, that's it. Funny body kills because fucking Nikita Koloff is still alive. Funny body kills. I bet fucking Dusty Rhodes is still alive. Sure. Dusty Rhodes fucking looking awful. Of course. No, he's dead. Died of stomach cancer. All right. No, how do you get stomach cancer being a wrestler? 
Oh, I fucking Dusty Rhodes had the physique of fucking earthquake. <laughs> How did we get on the wrestling? And why? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened here. What is going on? <laughs> why are we saying these people's real names? First of all, we're supposed to. You know, I mean, that's. I do think though that you have. I mean, if you've embraced any type of irony early in life, you know that it's people really like people really get really get into it. And I can't ever, I can never understand why. Well, there's int- knew, it's interesting. I'm sorry, go ahead. I, said, I, had, I don't know why I was born with this. I think it was my parents, especially my father, but I was born with such a key, uh, keen sense of irony. Because uh, I witnessed it a lot in my family. And, like, tragedy was funny. Like, tragic figures. I saw a lot of tragic figures in my early life, and I thought they were all very funny because I knew the deal going in. And, um,. That's what you see in wrestling. It's tragic. I mean, these aren't men. These aren't people who are like... These aren't like... This is like Joe Namath. I'm not going to look up to him and be like, Wow, what an athlete. You know, like, I would really like to be like him someday. You know, Or like Dave Craig or, or whoever else. It, it's, it's, But it's also like you know they're a celebrity, but you don't really know why. Like a lot of people these days. So in a way, it makes it interesting. But I still don't know why people will knock each other over for WrestleMania tickets or talk about wrestling for a long time i don't get it one of the interesting things that has come up lately uh is there's um and i'm blanking on this guy's name but uh, there's there's a blog that at the end of the year every year or maybe it might be the, the early part like right around the turn of the year every year they ask like their best thinkers people who are like <laughs> absurdly smart to discuss uh, an item that should be more understood but isn't. And it's really fascinating. And there's like 30, 40, 50 of them. And I will sit there for two days and read all of them. And like my mind will fucking melt out of the side of my head. But um, this dude whose name I'm blanking on, who's like legitimately brilliant. Iron Mark this Sharp. Year, Iron Mark Sharp. Iron Mark Valentine. Um <laughs> His his thing was uh, the thing that people don't understand but should is kifab, which is or kifab. I don't, I don't know how to fuck to say it. I think it's kifab, uh, which oh, is K-fabe. the shit. K yeah, kifab. <laughs> it's kifab. Whatever. Um, k um, k-fabe. is. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> that's the I act. That's where I shop for Mother's Day. A kifabe. Yeah, a It's like Chico's. <laughs> It's like cheek, the best part of Chico's and Rainbow thrown together. Thrown together. It's, you know, it's like for my mom who enjoys... Kifabe? K- I think it's Kifabe. Kifabe? I K- fucking... This is not a word. It doesn't make a difference. It's like a sound that no, a moron makes. Up. Yeah. But <laughs> K-fabe. it's the idea that you can have an alternate timeline or like an alternate truth line going at once where everyone who goes to wrestling understands that fucking uh, i don't know greg dammer valentine is not really breaking a chair over bam bam bigelow that it's it's a staged thing but it's like it's everybody in the building winking at each other i mean like we know but we don't we're gonna act like we don't know and you're gonna act like you don't know and we're all gonna know but we're <laughs> gonna not say it and then we're gonna create an our alternate reality that way um which is kind of fascinating uh it's also i think the sign of a, a true mental idiot like <laughs> like a, oh, sure. a a full-on like not, not thinking adding no value situation but his reason for bringing it up was that kefa bay 
Kifabe <laughs> has found Kifabe. basically found its way out of wrestling and is now just straight up like the entire world like fucking Donald Trump is just like wink wink yep I know yep. that you're gonna do it like it's <laughs> we really need to have IQ tests before people do anything besides follow a mop around because oh, it's true. like it's fucking wild <laughs> follow a mop around I love it no I, I speaking of following a mop around I am ready to get any other job what happened to your big offer man what they fucking bailing you no I'm not no 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 this is really good this is great but I'm still, I'm impatient now. I've got past, the, I had the second interview today, and that shit was like, click, nice. click, boom, got that shit, boom. Like, did some acting, acted very comfortable when I was the whole, the whole time. I was just talking about, and then I answered very honestly all did the questions. Did you I did some kafaba. Um, I, uh, when instructed to... Smash a chair over the person who's interviewing me's um, uh, head. I whispered to them to roll. I said, roll, roll. And right before I went to smash, they rolled away and I smashed them on the ground instead. Nice. And then we ended up, we appeared as enemies in public. But then somebody saw us in the same rental car. And <laughs> <laughs> the kid, the kid, the kifabe was completely blown. The, uh, it was re- it was just really uh, not actually no that's funny because I went to the tough man contest in Glens Falls where Mr T was the host and he was drunk. Oh, damn! Oh this hell was, yeah! This was awesome, and he got into a fake fight with a guy from the audience, and then my dad and I when we were walking out saw Mr T getting into a, a big like a Lincoln Continental with that guy. Oh, that's great! And I said, oh. And my dad said, oh, they're full of shit. And that was my, they pierced the veil. The Kefa Bay was over. I love, infuri- going to infuriate every wrestling fan. It was, it was like, that's not, that's not what it is. It's like, um, that's not how you say it. That's oh, not exactly the definition. Hear, I'd love to hear your opinion of the Montreal Screwjob, not that it matters. <laughs> what about the Blue Blazer falling 70 feet to his death? Was that fake? What, like, who, who is today's Mr. T? No one has a Mr. T anymore. <laughs> like, I remember one of my most vivid cent. fucking memories was going to some fucking school. When I was a kid, I was like fucking, I don't know, like eight years old or some shit. Going to some local school and fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger being there and being like, <laughs> all right, let's work out. And he just had made a bunch of kids work out. It was like yeah. a fucking gymnasium full of kids just doing jumping jacks and fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger being there fucking doing his shit. Doing his shit. Vivid. Vivid memory of this. Who is... If I have a kid, who is that kid's Mr. T going to be? Nobody? Is there no Mr. T anymore? Like, nobody understands... Uh, oh, man, what the fuck? <laughs> I think that it's, um, well... I've been talking about punching people in the face for, like, three days, so I'm on this really aggressive fucking masculine trip right now, but, like, yeah. yo, who is your Mr. T? Because if who, you don't have one, you're missing part of your life. You're, like, you're not... You, well, your yang is all fucked up. <laughs> Does this gentleman necessarily have to be African-American? No, of course not. Okay. Just needs uh, to be that, a that, dude who fucking stopped eating Cheetos and did a bunch of sit-ups and is, like... Demented himself into thinking he's a fucking motivational speaker. That's it. That's all I'm oh, asking for. Well, it's not hard yeah, to do. 
I mean, that's that. Yeah, we, we, uh, there's a lot of people like that out there. Yeah, I, we, you and I know 25, 25 fucking people like that. But who is it? Who's the kids one? Who's the big one? Who's the real one? Mac DeMarco. Mac DeMarco sucks. <laughs> Come on, man. No, he doesn't. He's great. I should give him a call again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Mac, uh, I think we got off on the wrong foot here. Macko. Macko, I heard you had a great South by. And I just want to let you know, anytime you come through Casper, Wyoming, I'm your man. I'll get weed, pussy. I'll say it just like that, really exaggerated. Rental car. Whatever you want. Rental you car. <laughs> whatever you need. You know, what we'll do, we'll hook you up. You place to stay. We'll rent your car. And you'll be around for a couple days. Or you can just shoot the town. But I'm still hung up on this fucking, like, who's your kid's fucking Superman? This sucks. Yeah, like when I was, just... yo, when I was a fucking kid, Mike Tyson would just roll through Albany with his crew, just doing yeah, fucking crew to, shit, walking around with pit balls and looking like he's a fucking pimp walking and down the street. Wear the fucking towel with a hole in the middle, and he go to awesome. Leech, he go to Leechmere, <laughs> <laughs> and he get a TV. Holy fuck! I'm having a heart attack because you just fucking said Leechmere right now. <laughs> the Leechmere and your Cine Ten, and I got that fucking TV. Like that dude, it was like walking around. In Albany and been like, oh, check it out. Fucking He-Man is over there. It's Mike Tyson. Check it. Weird. Like, yo. <laughs> and I, listen, I'm not saying any of these people are role models. They're all fucked up. It's all right. But like, I think I, I think your young son needs this shit. Otherwise, he's just going to wind up on fucking like Twitter talking about how like podcasts are macho. Like it's oh. a fucking it's a sad scene. No, you can't be macho. You can't have interests. That would be terrible. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Podcasts as a f- medium are as male a, As a medium, yeah, they're just they're uh, they're just a little bit it's too aggressive for my taste. Well, that's the thing. Is it boils down to the age old question: Are women funny? Oh fuck! <laughs> I just wanted to throw a highly controversial thing a question. But yeah, in there. haven't had nearly enough fucking like obnoxious woke controversy lately. So uh, you let's, love let's, it. Let's no it such thing as bad publicity. Come on, it's pal. actually awesome for the people who are smart enough not to pay attention to this shit. People are uh, are getting at my band really hard for uh, like imaginary slights. But I also say people, and it's really like three people, and they're trying to do this shit where they're like. This is like their moment. This is like their platform. They're trying to like get us thrown off shit and like trying to call in people who could fucking amplify their signal. And then all the people they're calling in are just coming to us being like, yo, what is wrong with this person? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> My favorite are like people the- who are like, you know, this guy who's fucking lighting you up right now. I got a screen grab of him saying retard on Twitter. Do you want it? We're yeah. like, yeah, I want that. I want that, please. <laughs> like, yeah, I do. <laughs> but it's like, I, wow. But like, it's, board, the future and boredom and technology all meet together in yep. a three-circle Venn diagram. Then right in the middle is all this shit where it's like, God, dude, that's so, uh, just, you know, ask for some extra hours at the bakery or something. I mean, that sounds so old to say that, but. Who has time to go through somebody's Twitter and look? You gotta fill that life. That's people, it. You gotta fill your life up. People change their minds. Well, that's actually that's one of the things that I always find so ugly. Every time I see this kind of thing happening, it's like if you're if you put somebody on blast 
for some shit that happened in the past. Like, what does that say about your your ability to change and your faith that other people can change? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like an it's just like an ugly thing. It's just a very strange thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, shit. Uh, you know, I, I can't say anything. I mean, when I my time in the band is peppered with virulent racism. <laughs> I've, 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 I have to return calls from uh, Alternative Press and Pitchfork, and yep. they're really looking for an angle. And I was saying, well, you know, it's there was that one time, um, there was that one time in Portugal where that something happened, and then there were some other times as well. Um, you know, I can really testify. I can, I can. I can uh, so I'm, I'm gonna uh, for an exchange. It's gonna be like in the '90s when like you'd sell a story to hard copy for $5,000. That's what I'm going to do. Didn't like, you almost get into guys. a fist fight in Portugal? Am I wrong on that? That was in Budapest. Oh, Budapest. All right. Same I, I slapped so, a beer out of somebody's hand. That was oh, really that's good. Nice. That's nice. The one he was offering me, and then that it ended up being the person we were staying with. Oops. <laughs> you know why? You know why you did that? Because you had fucking Mr. T growing up, and you don't take shit. And somebody I, fucking did some nonsense by trying to hand you a beer like a good person. You said fuck that, and you knocked it out of their hand because I was you had Mr. T in your life. Severely like undiagnosed bipolar, but I mean that's that's true, <laughs> totally true, <laughs> true. But uh, if only someone had said, "Hey, maybe you should get some help. Yeah, maybe take a month off." And uh, instead, I was like, "You know what? Fuck you." I didn't even know why. He's like, "Fuck you, motherfucker." Interesting. I snapped. I was Interesting. Long- I was lonely and lost. Yeah, it was just really. you and the Goodman just fucking trying to make it through. So much sexual tension. Jesus. So much. Kind of miss yeah. the... Uh, kind of miss... I was the, thinking about him. I got to fucking... I got to call that dude and see if one's going to drink soon. It's been a while since I've seen him. Well, wait till I get there and then don't tell him that I'm there. And then when he shows up, I'm there. Yo, I, like, I can't get this dude to, like, trust me again if I, every time I invite him out, I'm, I'm ambushing him with you. <laughs> be like, hey, oh, we got a podcast going, oh, show him to be like, fucking throw a microphone in his face. Like, um, maybe do it every other time you do that. Well, Keep him guessing. Andrew, uh, all right, fine. You know the, reason, the real reason why I do all this stuff? Because I'm bored and lonely. Yeah, I understand. I'm a 26-year-old male looking for some fun. Uh, I haven't had my cock sucked in over a year. So email me and put hey hi in the subject so I know you're real. By the way, I don't drive. Oh, good. Good to know. Just thought I'd let you know that. Um, <laughs> I had went on all of Craigslist again and typed in Lonley. Well, once you said Lonley, I, under- I understood we were oh, dealing well, with Well, okay. Well, then, you know, fine. Well, Just uh, actually fun. I have, we're recording episode 155 now. 155. Um, I have not even touched, I haven't even downloaded your half of 154 yet to put oh, it together. God. The is fucking chalk f- factory has me fully committed. Yeah. Like, no, no time for life, but it is what it is. Well, I didn't talk about my job shit. I have, I have to ask you a question. This job that I'm, that I'm interviewing you for is awesome. It's at the, uh, it's at the Whitney Young Clinic. Just kidding. Very good. Um, <laughs> no, but it's a, you know, it's, it's a fundraising that I, I'm, uh, I'm even better at than what I do now. And it's like ripe for the taking. There, no, I want your advice. They took me in for a second interview. The second, the first, the phone interview lasted an hour. And, cool. and I did, uh, we both, there wasn't anyone who did more talking than the other. It was a conversation. It was good. Same deal today. Interviewed with two people. 
Totally awesome deal. She told me what was have what was going to happen next as we were walking out, and then we had like a five minute conversation in the like foyer, right? Very nice. And then the next move is to like a third interview where I meet with the executive director, and then maybe they'll hire me. Okay. I really want to leave my job, <laughs> so I'm thinking: is it like should I just roll the dice and put my two weeks in and then see what happens? No. Oh, no, if I'm the executive director and you do that, I'm going to smell it on you. <laughs> oh, I know. They already asked. I know. They already asked me, well, you've only been at your current job for nine months. Why are you leaving? And I said it was because of, uh, um, uh, like really, uh, really odd corporate structure. Pretty much what I said. Good answer. Yeah, I was like, this They're is like, a- okay. No, right. no, I went into it. No, because the, the, the people I was with, I mean, the, pers- the person who was interviewing me was in the same situation I am, where they're like a one-person deal. And, uh, you know, it's like, I don't know, I just couldn't, uh, I felt like I told them, I thought I felt like I could be really honest with them, so I did. And uh, not like, I wasn't like shit. I, I framed it in a way where I wasn't shitting on my old job. Yeah, good but, move. yeah, but I was, you know... But every every fiber of my every little fucking cilia, every little hair that stands up that I can't see wants to quit, and that's a running theme in my life. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> um, I I'm just so horny right now. Let's hook up tonight. I'm, okay. Uh, I'm 25 years old. I'd love to have some nice titties in my face. Wow. Okay. Or dot 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 or. Or rub, rub on some good pussy tonight. Oh. I do have a man, and he knows I'm bi, so there's no drama. Okay. He'll even be there. Oh. This I got just, weird. I just crave a woman's touch tonight. I can host. He may be home. He may not be. I thought he was going to be there. Uh, the fuck happened? It's been one sentence. What the uh, fuck happened in that one sentence? She's fucking lying, I guess. She's too busy posting photos of her... I'll say, I'll be nice and just say that they're weird looking tits. Uh, please no men. Only women 18 and older. I don't discriminate on race. Send me pics of you. And if you have kick, send me your username. Definitely a hooker. On your subject line, put your favorite position so I'll know it's real. No. No studs. No men. No couples. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Favorite like position, they... flooring it past your house. <laughs> favorite, favorite position, handcuffed to a bench at the police station. <laughs> favorite position, gri- gripping a bottle of poppers. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. Yes, these, you know, I'm just trying to inter- I'm trying to intersperse these awesome, completely <laughs> awesome, bored and lonely. Where is that one from? Uh, that was from Anderson, Nevada. Oh, dear God. Population I'm, 44. I'm looking at the shittiest cities. Like, people are... A lot of people talk about, like, tired of looking for new friends at bars. And what shit do you like do that. when you go to a bar? You're like, I'm going to meet a new friend tonight. Like, that, you just go, like, I'm going to overpay for a drink tonight and hear fucking hear some <laughs> cake song I wish wasn't playing. I'm going to go know, home that, and unsatisfied. They say once you pass 30, it's almost impossible to make new friends. Yeah, I'd say that's right. But, um, I don't know, I made a ton of new friends. They're all very considerably younger than me. But, um, maybe they're not really my friends. Maybe they're just humor me. And I'm uh, like, the, that I'm could like, be it. 
I'm the 39-year-old still going to shows. Maybe that's the maybe that's the down trip I'm into. That's right a now. possibility. I should just you know what I really should do is just kind of like quit everything. Quit. Holy fuck! <laughs> we have an like, invention here. <laughs> not, I mean, you know, I just really okay. So we have a fucking person who moved in downstairs, and they're a smoker. Oh, that's my real problem. Fuck! You should kill this person. And this is an old house, so I smell the smoke, and I want to go in there. I want to. I want to go in there. With, I like. I want to go in there with the, the gun that Bud Dwyer used. Like I'll <laughs> wait and find it. Honest like, to God, I don't think this is bad advice. You should call your landlord and be like, "Hey, I'm breaking my lease because this person downstairs smoking inside. And I can't handle it." We are all about it. <laughs> we're going like, to. <laughs> I, honest to God, be like, "Listen, there's there's no court on earth that would fucking that would rule against me in this. Like, there's a person smoking indoors in 2017. Fix this, or I'm leaving." Yeah, indoors with no other sounds, and I've never seen they they drive a beat up like. A beat-up car with two broken back windows and a four-door. It means somebody tried to steal their car twice. Very nice. And they're just like, I think they might be just chilling. Not even paying rent. But. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. I'm, I'm not enjoying Troy. They say you're supposed to enjoy Troy. When you move here, you're supposed to become something else. You're supposed to become a, a maker. That's the new buzzword right now. You're not I'm a creator. Maker. A maker. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're not a creator. You're not. You don't just do art. You're not a musician. You're a maker. Oh, really? That's sick. What do you make? Oh, I I work at I fucking Krispy Kreme. I make donuts. Yeah, I fucking paint on seashells with fucking Crayola markers. I make working on fucking helping my dad clean at the garage on weekends, and he gives me <laughs> money for rent. That's what I make. <laughs> I make fucking. Living in my car, parked outside my parents' house, and stealing their <laughs> Wi-Fi. Oh, but I'm, a, I'm an artist too, and the, the front of that restaurant that's gonna last three months looks fucking great, and that's part of my portfolio. And you know, all life is all about. Uh, somebody actually, somebody actually told me this much. Life is all about slivers. Interesting. Did you Go on, that? explain okay, that. So you are you your bride is a maker. Right, she's a very creative person. Well, she actually does things though, so I don't think a maker is the <laughs> yeah, right she's, she's, the right descriptive she's, word. She's, she's a she's, employed professional. It's yeah, not the same so not, thing. Not a maker. No, she, she actually <laughs> adds value to the overall human equation. <laughs> she actually took that took that uh, shit she learned and fucking did something. With yeah, it. no, the your Etsy store where you buy old straight razors and resell them at ten percent markup <laughs> off of eBay is not adding value. Andrew, I found regardless a, of I've, the logo you ripped off. I found a, a mason jar full of old locks and keys. And oh I'm just shit! Gonna, I'm just gonna sell them. Hell no! Give those to me. I need to pick those things. No, no. I, I hate no. I'm I'm I already got them up on the store. Motherfucker. I did the research. I God said, damn it. This one's from 1916, and one of these keys might be for it. So what you can do is you can give your, your boyfriend the lock, and you can retain the key. <laughs> so it's like, we're to, I mean, it's just like we're together. And like this is a way to show how. Because There's no actual mason jar of locks and keys, are there? No. Well, there is. <laughs> 
Is no, really there's Every thrift store you go to around here has fucking 10,000 locks and 10,000 keys. Yo, I'll just roll through there and just pick them all. Like, just sitting at the store. Pick, 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 pick. Okay, pick, 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 pick. Okay, all right, we're done. See, Bye. No, that's not These romantic. Five. That's not romantic because you're supposed to go through the jar together and you're supposed to fucking, you know, just do it. And then you'll find the key and you'll find the lock together. Out of all these keys in the whole world, it might be there, it might not. And that's like a great Etsy. What if instead I roll through and I unroll my tool roll and I got like 40 picks there and I pull out my fucking Bogota and I start fucking working these things. And when the proprietor says something, I say, call a cop dickhead. I'll have half these done before they get here. Call a cop fucking cum hatch. Yeah. What if I do that instead? Is that romantic? I think that's romantic. The Mr. T fan from my youth think that's thinks that's the way to go. Let's let's have a contest right now. What's the meanest thing you can say to a woman in her late fifties who runs I, an antique store? I think, think call it. a cop cum hatch is pretty fucking harsh. Yeah. This Damn. thing's locked tighter than <laughs> No, I can't see what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm gonna say, you know what? Uh, last time I got, the last time you got late, I wasn't even born yet, and I was yeah. born in 1977. There Come hatch. Click. He just picked a lock. Next one. Have fun work. Have fun working at a fucking antique store your whole life. Piece Click. of shit. Fucking piece of shit. She's like, why are you saying all these terrible, mean things that he's picking the locks too? Now they're Click. useless. Oh, stop it. Uh, why? And then, you know, we pick all the locks, so you do. And I'm like, peace. Time to you die. Enjoy relocking all these things. And then it's like in Terminator where Bob Euchre is running the store. And he's like, oh, it looks like I'm going to close early today. And then he shoots him. We Bob senselessly. Euchre in Terminator? There's no chance that Bob Euchre's a Terminator. That was him. That was totally him. No, that was Charles Napier. God damn it. Charles Napier wasn't a Terminator either. You are thinking of somebody. To- I know who you're fucking thinking of. Hang on a second. No, I know. what no. the fuck is this guy's name? Charles Napier, Terminator. I'm gonna fucking. I'm googling right now. No, I, we should know this guy's name, but uh, fuck, he was like the drunk neighbor in Gremlins. I didn't ever watch Gremlins. Really? Yeah, never seen it. Oh, I know who. It was James Cameron, the director, in a cameo. <laughs> Can we Fuck. go? I was just about to get to the part where we we put senselessly. It's definitely going to end up on Forensic Files because we senselessly kill the proprietor. You are thinking of Dick Miller. <laughs> okay. I shit you not. That's the man's <laughs> name, but I'm looking right at him and I'm like, oh, yeah, this dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry, man. I know you get really worked up when I get people wrong. I know. I just, I'm such a fucking piece of shit like that. I got to be right about things. You know what? I am. That is my biggest failure as a boyfriend. I have to be right. I mean, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I, I can recognize <laughs> it to be my worst habit by far, but uh, yeah. I must be right. I must say, I didn't do that. What are you talking about? I didn't say that. It's the worst. And I see Dick Miller right here, and it looks like he's a... He's, it's a the great because the photo is him saying, oh, it looks like I'm closing early today. Minutes, be, seconds before he gets killed. 
it's a shame so that Dick go. Miller's name is so forgettable because this dude should have had a career as that guy. Like, Oscar. oh yeah, that guy. Like Charles Napier is that guy because he's Charles Napier. It's a name you remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, poor Charles Napier. Mm. Poor Charles Napier. He was a sensation. Oh, for all you struggling actors and actresses out there, Charles Napier didn't become a success until he was 50 years old. So there's I plenty of time to fuck around. His, I could be wrong, but I think his last on-screen moment was beating Larry David with a towel in a barbershop in an episode <laughs> of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I, I, like, I don't think he worked after that. He starts I to brush it. off his neck and then just starts to hit him with the towel, which must have been possibly the most satisfying way to go out as an actor. It's really Absolutely. good. Oh, no question. No, and and uh, but I think that's a great thing. I mean, actors, uh, struggling makers out there, struggling creators, you have nothing but time to fucking, you know, try to finger girls, head new hand job, whatever. Listen up, makers. Yeah, come on, makers. All right, nothing is cooler than a fifty-year-old man or woman trying to sell their art somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's cooler. And you're just going to be there, and you're going to do it, and people, and they're going to be like, wow, I, why have I never heard of you? And you're like, well, I used to just fucking chill out and eat fry offers cookies and work in an office forever. And then I decided to do this. When, when Etsy came around, the creative economy totally shifted. Mm-hmm. And now every, what you, you, you can be properly compensated for your, your creativity. I once ran an arts business. That's what a lot of people, a lot of former artists say, like older artists, like people who are almost 50. They're like, oh, yeah, I used to run an arts business, which means like I used to paint in my living room. What I think is really cool is that we understand that computers are going to start to replace jobs. You know, yeah. like, we're not going to need lawyers soon because computers are going to be better at it. We're not going to need doctors soon because, like, computers are going to be better at it. Like, all, all these things are going to change. We all sort of know that. Sure. Uh, like, truck drivers are fucking panicking, as they should be, um, coming <laughs> for you. All what, that shit. But what are, um, what's really going to happen to lot lizards? That's what I want to know. I mean, lot lizards are going to be out of a job, too, unfortunately. They're going to they're gonna have to find new ways to add value. The entirety of this thing we call life is the adding of value. And computers are making it harder to add value. And so people who are showing their neck are doing this Etsy thing. But the funny thing, if you think about it, computers are going to be able to make better art than you long before they're able to realistically, like, be doctors. <laughs> you know, like, because art is it's, it's just a pattern recognition game. That's all it is. There's already, I forget the guy who uh, who made it. In, like, the 90s, there was a dude who has an album called Classical Music Written by Computer that people mistake for Bach. Like, <laughs> it's all the shit that, like, all this fucking Etsy stuff. Yo, computers are coming for you. Get ready. Someone's going to make a better fucking bullshit wallet than you. It's happen. It's going to happen. Got to figure I'm, something else out. I'm totally, I'm totally cool, but if they, they try to come after my Pinterest, forget it. Yeah, that's they're coming for your Pinterest. That's that's for sure. Get ready. They're, com they're coming for your Pinterest. My mom is getting into Pinterest like big that's, time. That makes sense. She's like, I've got a whole board full of things I love, and I'm like, that's cool, mom. What do you do? You just go and look at things you love. Is that it? 
you look at things you love and then you save them on a, on a board. You pin them. And then, like, you go back there and you say, oh, I needed to be reminded of what I love. So, there we go. Why do you need to be reminded of what you love? You love it. I, I mean... And if you don't love it anymore, then you don't love it anymore. Like, I, I, this is that weird. Could, that could, that same, same thing could be said for anything. Relationships... And like, don't get me wrong, like, I've used this shit before. Like, when me and Gab were putting together the apartment, we had, like, our shit. Like, okay, here's here's our ideas that we want to throw. And, like, that made sense. But, like, now that we live here, I haven't, like, revisited it. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 it occupied a very specific need, and that need is discharged. And now I don't really understand. I remember reading about... Uh, uh, some fucking big investor. I might have been Chris Saka that... Uh, had Pinterest come through and was about to pass, and the only reason they didn't is because they sat there and they watched their wife use it obsessively as they were, like, laying in bed that night. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's interesting. So so that's what they do, and that's, like, is that like marriage? That's, like, marriage, right? Yeah, that's it. I mean, fuck, you just found your customer right there. Like, I'm just going to, you know, slay in bed on Pinterest. You know, at the same time, though, I recognize, like, I'm, I feel like I'm old enough and maybe wise enough that I can recognize my failings. I recognize that this shit matters to people and it doesn't matter to me. Like, it, I'm, it, like, I think my family's interesting, you know? Like, I think places I grew up are like, well, that's funny. Like, if I was back in, like, the place I grew up, I'd be like, huh, oh, look at that. But that's we about should. it. Like, I'm not, like, nostalgic for this shit. I'm not, like... I don't pretend that I have some sort of, like, feel some sort of connection to people when I don't. You know, like, I understand. I'm the odd man out. I get that that's, like, a weird failing on my half, but it's, you know, it's, it's what it is. It's fine. Weird nah, weird failings are only weird if you feel bad about them. I don't I don't feel bad at all about it. It just doesn't, doesn't bother me. I don't know. I'm, I'm cool doing the thing I do. And whatever that is is whatever I'm doing at the time. But you know that 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 is that is petri- that is terrifying to people. Yeah, it's interesting. When you're already safe and secure in what you do, and then uh, people who aren't view that as a real problem. Yeah, it's weird. I don't have to do with that one. <laughs> but so I I I get that me not understanding Pinterest is like a processing error on my part. It's uh, not mean, like, or error might be the wrong word, but a, a, a peculiarity of, of being me. It's not. It's you know, basically yeah. like, um, it's basically like what your old, like your grandparent, grandmother would do when she would clip articles to look back on them and be like, oh, yes, I remember the time when I liked that. I think that's maybe part of the thing is that it feels like it feels old. And I think that's part of the appeal for people is it feels old fashioned. It feels <laughs> sure. like. You know, like it—it it feels kind of old-timey, but modern. That yeah, that shit is—it doesn't really jump out at me in that way. I don't know. It's interesting. Oh, I got—it's such a fucking satisfying day today at the chalk factory. I ran a meeting, and I went down a whole spiel, <laughs> and then somebody somebody came up and was asking questions, and they kept saying, "Well, in the past we did this, in the past we did that," you know, and whatnot. Nope. Nope. And I, I got to sit there in front of a virtual room full of people and just go, well, who told you that things weren't going to change? 
oh. and hears silence come back. <laughs> it yeah. was a very satisfying moment for me. That is so true. I mean, that should be the, that should be. I should have that fucking on every wall. I'm gonna paint it. Who told you that things wouldn't change? Yeah, no. Get ready people, for that shit. I can't believe that. I mean, Chalk Factory. Um, I can't believe that there's people at the Chalk Factory who are like that. Well, it's like, oh, we, that's, we have that. What's We've never done it that way. We've always done it this way. Like, that's what happens at my job all the time. That's the whole reason I want to quit. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, I'll say, more than a handful of people at the factory uh, trying to change things really quick, but not a lot of foot dragon. That's, you know, that's a, we, we didn't get every person on Earth who was ready to change all the time, unfortunately. I hate that. Yeah, you know what? Whatever. It's, it's not the end of the world. It's, uh,. As these people start to change, I'll learn, I'll I'll better understand how to uh, how to give marching orders. I mean, it'll be, it'll be a win for me, right? But I mean, how can you explain to people that not only is the past nonsense, but that your idea is the best and that it shouldn't be contested? How do you how do you as a manager how do you convince somebody of that? I haven't the slightest idea that my idea is the best and uh, and shouldn't be contested. In fact, if I have an idea and it's not contested, chances are I'll overthink it and think it's a bad idea and not do it. My best ideas are the ones that I bring to people and they go, what about condition XYZ, A1, A2, <laughs> etc.? And then I've got to work those all out. Because at the end of that, I come through and I'm like, if that idea is still fresh in my mind, even after all that shit, then I know it's actionable. Then I know it's like it's go time. Um, yeah, no, I want people to push back. I like I I demand people ask me fucking qualifying questions when I have ideas. I love it. I do it all the time. That's that's that's. I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't know what to say anymore, man. I'm just trying to. I mean, things are really kind of starting to spin out of control again. I yeah, you got sirens going on in the background. Are they coming for you, or is that someone else? No, no. Frank Dukes is having a whole thing. Around oh, the corner. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's like they shut down the street and cars can't get through, and it wasn't a big deal until the fists and the started flying and shit. Um, that's so cool that Frank Dukes is still doing this. You know, today yeah, he's I. In Troy. I went to the bone broth spot that I always go to after the sauna, and I got. They had a new bone broth, which was beef bone broth and uh, like kimchi brine. And I'm like, well, I got to try that shit. Sure. So I got it, and I got on the train not realizing that I was drinking broth with kimchi brine on a, in an enclosed area full of people. And people were turning their back on me like I killed somebody in the Kumite. <laughs> like, it, from <laughs> First Avenue all the way to fucking Bedford. I got off at Bedford Avenue two stops before where I'm supposed to get off just because I'm like, I, gotta, I can't subject these people to this I anymore. I got to go. Broth. No, I bet it is because that you're eating a very fragrant food, or is it because they know that you're eating actual broth? And I don't know what it is. I mean, it, it probably just it, it. I'm sure if they understood, if I told everyone individually, this is a bone broth and and uh, kimchi brine. I know it sounds weird, but it's actually really good. They'd sure. be able to place the smell and be like, okay, well, that's weird that you're drinking that, but now I understand what I'm smelling is kimchi, and okay, that's fine. <laughs> Um, but they didn't have that opportunity. It was just somebody got in the train and just smelled like a corpse. <laughs> they were like, oh, well, this this gentleman is ripe. We're going to have to move away from him. <laughs> but it was good. Yeah. So Frank Dukes just reminded me of, 
of that. But Bone let's get broken. back to you. What's going on? What? Oh, you know. What's the deal? My... Did fucking young box walk out on you? What's happening? She's probably gonna. Oh, no, fuck. It's... Oh, no. fuck. Get her on the nah. phone. No, she's she's out tonight. Um, no, man. Uh, you know my fucking deal. I just I'm fine. Like it was not, I'm not gonna die. You're not gonna fucking see pictures of me lying in a motel room in Virginia Beach, um, which I, looking back was probably really haunting for you. Just it look was... at the, to see me watching cartoons and just waiting to die in Virginia Beach. <laughs> um, just like oh well, I guess I'll just walk into the ocean once it gets warmer. Um, I, yeah, there was, a, there was a moment of concern. Yeah, no, nothing like that. It's just um, I can get very. Uh, I'm. I don't I don't know. I have new because if you get too good, this uh, okay. if you get too good at managing, what I have is a lifetime lifetime. I might as well have fucking you know life is a lifetime fucking disease that you have to manage. Okay, fine. I'm managing it super well for like the past five, well, past like two years. That's <laughs> like let's be real about the past two years. Really good, right? Dialed in, ready to go. Boom. But it's like water. It'll always find a way. You plug yeah, one leak and five other leaks happen. I plugged this one big leak that was sinking the boat. And I was so proud of myself that I walked upstairs before checking for any other leaks. And now there's some other leaks that are big. Like body image issues and fucking all that shit that I ignored that I thought was gone that came back. That's so... You know how hard it is? And I don't care... I mean, I know that our listenership, and I see our demographics, mostly men, 20 to 24. Right. Fine. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I know that when I say stuff like, imagine being a man and having to say that I have body image issues, I know that makes you cringe, and that's okay, but I have to say it. <laughs> imagine being a man and feeling very uns- insecure to the point of feeling unsafe in your own skin because of how you look. Wow. Wow. It's so hard and weird and different than anything I've ever encountered. And the last time I encountered it, well, I, I encountered it. And the last time I did, I exercised and I was bl- to the point of exhaustion and I was bulimic. Don't want to do that anymore. So I'm going the opposite direction where I'm like, I could eat five donuts for breakfast, no problem. And like, hmm, I've never been to Sonic before. And that kind of thing. <laughs> but I know, all right, I hold know, on a I know, I know, I know, I know. But let's logic this out. Huh. So, uh, you, in fact, we'll we'll turn this on me for for ease of, of function here. So, <laughs> yeah, when I when I've got a body image thing, when I don't feel like I'm looking that good, I I got two options. I, I just got to reason it out. I have the option where I can exercise more, or I have the option where I can eat less, and that's mm. it. Those are the only two things. There is no third option that will ever help solve that. That's it. There's just one. It's, it's, it's a fully uh, binary thing. So it's just logicking. Like, logicking out is not a word, but, like, applying logic to it and be like, like okay, well, then I have to do one of these two things, which makes the most sense for my life right now. Often it's working out. <laughs> so... Okay, so A plus B equals C, so you don't feel good about yourself, and you're feeling stress, that's a, that's a no-brainer. It's just you go work out. 
the thing I'm I'm lost on is the working out till you bleed and having an eating disorder. That that like that goes to an extreme that I can't I can't hop on board with. Like I'm <laughs> I'm losing the fucking path trying to get there right now. Um, nah, I, I, this was all very new to me and, uh, it's, I'm like reading about it and shit like that. I don't, uh, I don't, I, I, I just, I, I don't know how to get it in a headlock like I usually do. All right. Well, it's I got a solution upset. for you. It's, I'm, I'm putting you on my plan. You ready? All this right. is it. You're committing to my plan. This is, this is how I get well. This is how you get well. <laughs> okay. Get your shit on. Put your sneakers on or whatnot. Get your gym clothes on. That whole thing. Drive to a gym. Doesn't matter where. Doesn't make a fucking difference. Pay the fucking the daily fees. You don't actually have to have a gym membership. Walk in. Put, I don't know, like 80 pounds on an Olympic barbell. And your goal is to do a single deadlift. You do that one deadlift. And then you pack up your shit. And you go home. You drive back. Do all of that shit. And you go and you do one deadlift. Because that is your goal. The single deadlift is your goal. After that, you go home. You do whatever the fuck you want. Okay. You'll do that. Tomorrow, your goal is, again, one deadlift. You're going to go and you're going to say, you know what? Fuck, I drove all the way here. I'm going to do two deadlifts. The fuck? What difference does it make? (laughs) And that's it. You've already met your goal. Your goal is not to work out until your arm falls off and you, like, don't eat for three days. Your goal is a single deadlift, and that's just it. And you do that every day or every other day or whatever it makes sense. Like, if you've got no goal, then you will never stop. That's the trick. So now you have a goal, and it's very easy to make. So make it. You know, that makes a lot of sense. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I might, uh, I might. I might do that. Maybe not tonight. I will fucking, I'll go fucking tit for tat with you. Starting tomorrow, I will do one deadlift every day. I will fucking get my shit on, go down to the gym where I'm probably banned because I changed my credit card and didn't fucking tell them. Uh, And I will do one deadlift at fucking 5 a.m. tomorrow. If you are down to do one at fucking 5 p.m. when you get home or whatnot. I'll do it at 5 a.m. All right, fuck it. 5 a.m. deadlift. Here we go. Oh, I can't wake up at 5 a.m., man. I got so much thinking to do. 5 a.m., and I, I'm going to fucking send you a photo from me at the gym at 5.04 tomorrow. That's the shit that motivates me when I'm thinking, when you do and I don't, oh, I'll, I'll be up at fucking 5 in the morning. I know it. Please motivate me. This is yeah, what, right. you know what? And if all the people out there, this is what actual friendship sounds like. Pushing each other to do weird shit to feel better. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Here's a weird thing to do. Hey, do this and feel better about yourself, pal. No, thank you. I, I, I am. I am. You know, I'm always really dramatic, and I haven't really had a lot of heavy moment on the podcast in a while. But I've been fucking. I've been spinning out. I've been like. I've been retreating. I haven't really been active on uh, uh, a lot of stuff. I started building the thing though. Oh, that's great! That's so it look, great. It looks fucking awesome. I have to. Send, I'll, I'll send it to you when I finish it. That's um, so sick. Yeah, I have to buy Squarespace. That's fine. Maybe we can get a sponsorship like Mark Marin. We might even have a fucking Squarespace. I don't know. I throw so much fucking random money at this thing. 
I'll see. Maybe we still have Speaking one. of random money, our fucking ship came in. Our Patreon shit just Holy dropped. Holy shit. Yeah, thank you so much Boom. to everyone who was fucking... You know, the cool thing about Patreon is, like, for a week and a half, I was really fucking nervous about it, and I would, like, check it a lot and be like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Like, this is uh, this is getting real. Like, am I beholden to these people? Do I have a boss? I don't want a boss. I just want to do a podcast. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and then... I don't know, like, real life shit happens, like the fucking ice sheet collapses and the fucking nuclear disaster and all this shit, and you mm. lose it. And then I go back, and I'm like, oh, fuck me. There's a lot of people giving us money. That's really cool. That yeah. is, uh, that's very neat. Thank you, everyone. Very it's nice. really Thank very you. cool. Um, Self-sustained. It's been transferred to my account, where I good. can now quit my job. Thank you very much. Perfect. There we go. I don't really know where the money went. Uh, but I actually don't either. we got to figure that out. Oh no! <laughs> Patreon's a big scam. It just shows money coming in. That's oh, all. Fuck. Um, we've got a couple of questions. Would you like all to read? All proceeds will go to uh, oh, a fucking um, a charity that helps LGBT youth to be named later. To be named later once the ship blows over. TBD. TB, um, to be determined. Yeah, it's actually going to a band called TBD. They're <laughs> fucking phenomenal. And they, we need to, you know, they're LGBT, you, like, really got getting going on the LGBT. Those L- boys downtown, TBD. Yeah. All, the, <laughs> all donated the, TBD. No, they're on the LBGT thing. They're, like, S&M. They're, you know, this band is going, like, wow. They just, we need to get them gear and maybe get them a van. So, if any, you know, that's who we're donating to. They're, they're totally, you know, you ask them any question about LTBG and they're like, LTBG. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I'm totally support it. You know, that's all they, that's, that's, that's all what they, need they to do. Yeah, I'm like, hey, we're the workers you know, support LTGB. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I'm on stage, I'm like, you know, people here who don't identify with OTB are fucking out of their minds. This next song is called be, be better at being friends. You know what? This shit's all K-Phobo. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is K-Phobo. You know, the K-Phobo, the fourth wall of K-K-Cafeo. K-Fay-Bob. Yeah, Suzuki Paseo <laughs> is totally, you know, remember remember when Harry Belafonte's daughter, Oldsmobile had a um, car called the Oldsmobile Paseo, and... Harry Belafonte, old Harry Belafonte, who probably didn't need the money at the time, went and said, Paseo, Paseo. And then it was Harry Belafonte's daughter who came oh, out wow. and said, I'm hot, I'm young, I'm fucking ready to go if you own a Paseo. Basically, Damn. that's what she was saying. If you ask me to do a quick synopsis of the commercial, you drive a Paseo, let's do it. Belafonte had those years, like around the fucking like the release of Beetlejuice, where he was just like fucking in everything for a hot minute, and then he was gone. <laughs> it was stuff like, like the the era where like Buster Poindexter was relevant, like people could yeah. try anything. And I still think I still stand by Hot Hot Hot, and I I I don't like the New York Dolls at all, but um, well I like the New York Dolls a little bit, but um, fucking Hot Hot Hot, it was like the best. It's a great song. It's really good. Was, uh, very happy to see him fucking play it on New Year's. I remember my uh, family had a uh, family had a family friend down at Staten Island. His name was Jamie, and he was a lawyer. And one year we had a Christmas at his house because he was a rich lawyer and he had a big house, nice, and a, and a Mercedes. 
and the whole and one of the thing one of the events <laughs> he had it all it was the first christmas i ever went to where all the food was catered nobody cooked oh nice this was like whenever hot 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 came out 84 85 i was a young child and um i remember he's like he kept he got toasted and kept playing that record over and over again and kept saying who's hot jamie's hot who's hot jamie's hot and so saying it like in my grandmother's face and shit. Oh my God. <laughs> Who's hot? Jamie's hot. And then he let my, one of my uncles drive his brand new, which he let everybody know, brand new Mercedes Benz. Like oh, 950. Man. Like a real long, like African dictator fucking oh, Mercedes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and we, we took her forever. And the big, one of the big, one of the big activities was like, hey, everybody needs to take a ride in the new Mercedes. It's like really showing off. Probably on Coke. And I remember him getting very mad that I cracked a bit of his floor with a, his putter because he had putting set up for everybody. Oh, man. So I, he's like, you cracked the floor. And my father wanted to fucking kill him and like yelled at him and said, we're fucking leaving. And I remember my father saying, we're fucking leaving and then no one really doing anything. <laughs> and that's when I was like, oh, my father kind of got neutered on that one. Oh, man. It's actually like, funny because I know fucking uh, Buster Poindexter is a Staten Island guy. So, like, in my, yeah. I, I was waiting for this dude to walk through the door in this story for, like, the first half. <laughs> my mom, I, but my mother went to high school with him, David Johansson. Oh, interesting. There you go. Sacred Heart. And uh, I asked if they had ever been romantic. They were ever romantic. And my mother hesitated for a moment. Oh, shit. And, I was, and then she's like, no. And I was like, you but in my you mind, I don't want to fucking, blow my mother. You fucked him. Yeah, I don't want to blow my mother's spot up. She's retired now, so maybe she'll be a little bit looser. Um, but I'm like, look, like, you hesitate. Like, I wanted to say, like, you hesitated. So, like, did you just have, like, did you have to go back and think about it? Or was it like, oh, I don't want to remember that? Like, but you hesitated. I'm what like, if BP is your old man? That would explain a lot. That would explain a fucking <laughs> lot. And I would exp- I would say, give me some fucking... Well, he probably doesn't have that much money anymore. Uh, yeah, that dude did not look like he was doing well when I saw him. <laughs> he looked like he was doing decidedly uh, maybe uh, like neck and neck with where I am. If I'm if I'm ascending, he's descending. We're at the same God. altitude right there. But like, uh, the funny yeah. thing is, like, you th- oh, God, I love that the future is like this. Where you think that everyone's going to have money forever, especially famous people. And then the future is the great equalizer. Nobody, people who are, were good with their money are cool and they're set because the, the market's doing well. They live off the interest. John, I read it somewhere that John Travolta lives off 46 grand a year from the interest from his like Saturday Night Fever nut. Like the money where he was really making money. Nice. He lives a mon. I mean, he bought the house, paid for the house, whatever, like in the 80s when he was making money. But he lives modestly, considering. Like, I make I make as much as John Travolta. I hear fucking hot, hot, hot playing in the background yeah. as you're talking. Yeah. I, I put this against... See, chicas! I, this is like the song that David Byrne wished he wrote. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is when, like, pink flamingos were cool. And drinking martinis were cool, and like doing a conga line up to the dance floor, like whoa! Like you've ever watched like an old '80s wedding video? Yeah. You'll see like a bunch of people's parents doing a conga line up to the dance floor, like really trying to have fun. Oh man! 
I Real like good. Yamaha DX7 horns. <laughs> See people rocking. Love it. Oh, man. Um, wow, I don't even know how we got here. This is wild. I don't, this is... I don't understand how Woo! a song with this fucking level of brain dead lyrics got famous at all. Yeah, huge. Like, huge. People hit. are dancing. And we're having a good time. Hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot, hot. I'm drinking. We're drinking. And we're, music's on. <laughs> Feeling <laughs> hot, hot. Yeah. I just want to think that for like this year, David Johansson was able to fuck a model. Yeah, probably. I think he's he like, had oh. a couple years of like doing all right for himself, which is yeah, I think, God bless. I think, but but no drug currency, no like, all right, well, well we can fuck. I mean, um, you know, since you're here, you know, since you fucking roll, since you're the last person at this fucking nine day party I had at my house, well, I guess we can fuck now. Like this was an actual like, I want to fuck David Johansson because he wrote hot hot hot. Yeah, like, I think this might be the first time he ever experienced that. Yeah, I probably, I certainly the last. He's not a not an attractive man. But no, now he uh, looks like he's made out of leather. Now, I mean, he, in my mind, he's always the cab driver from Scrooged. Like, he always <laughs> looks like that. And it's not too far <laughs> off. But, Great. yeah. He makes Iggy Pop look like George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. Um, Iggy Pop. All right, so Iggy Pop is fucking 70. And I. My dad's age. As is apparently my life, I also saw Iggy Pop in, in the flesh <laughs> this year, too. Iggy Pop looks fucking great for 70. <laughs> like, I'm sure he's going to die next year, but, like, he's still got it together. It's, uh, you know, fucking God bless. The uh, the gateway drug between social distortion and, like, for, like, women, like, rockabilly girls who, like, are tired of being tired of fucking dating guys who smell mm-hmm. like fucking Vitalis and shit like that. And, uh, like, oh, well, I'm going to listen to Iggy Pop. I mean, that's, like, the gateway drug to start dating slash fucking, like, art dudes like already like oh i'm you yeah. know, I, I have a weird record collection dudes instead of like i like social distortion and you know like i'm in a surf band like when you're tired of that when you wake up in the morning and you're like if i see another piece of tiger print that makes perfect I'm, sense i'm gonna um, take this old timey derringer <laughs> and shoot myself so i am 75 percent sure that somebody just walked into my apartment but i'm for those of you who've never been here, will never be here. No. There's a hallway that connects from my front door to where I'm sitting. That there, it's impossible to be in this apartment and get in here without me seeing right now. But somebody just certainly opened and then closed my door. Oh <laughs> like my this, god! That just happened. Uh, hang, I want to see if the door's locked. Hang on a second. Okay. Just for my own interest. This is definitely Gabri trolling right now. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah, the door is unlocked. So for sure, somebody just... I think somebody just opened my apartment door and then heard me being like, well, David Johansson's not attractive and went, oh, fuck, I'm in the wrong oh apartment. Or I was going to try and break in, but I there's somebody here. Ah, somebody moved in upstairs. It's David Johansson. He's, oh. His ears perked up. So, hey, Andrew, I love podcasts, too. I really need to I need to do one. Yeah, I've been <laughs> fucking doing a conga line upstairs for days. I can't believe you haven't heard it. Oh, do you like New York? <laughs> Oh, come on, have a have a taste of the old south with some coconut rum. 
Because I'm David Johansson. Like, do you know that I was in the New York Dolls as well? But it doesn't matter because I, I have a new look. <laughs> I love stockbrokers. Do you have any money I could have? I love partying too. Oh, brrr, this tuxedo is very old. Oh, you know what wow. I did? The first uh, record advance I ever, I ever got from being, you know, David Jones and Hot Hot Hot, I bought a tux. And um, and a, a really expensive set of glassware for my yeah. martinis. It's funny that um, it's really hard to my capture lighting in a bottle twice. <laughs> so when I tried to do Hot 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 all over again, um, I did a similar song and uh, it didn't do as well. Did and he have um, another? Did he fucking take a, another swing at this shit? I think he did. I'm trying to. I love oh, the song after the song is the best because you look at um, like Doctor Hook, right? Had when you're in love with a beautiful woman, but and sexy eyes, which was on the same album. But then they had a song called "Baby Make Your Blue Jeans Talk," which I'll I'll put up on the thing when it's done. I was gonna say I don't know that one, <laughs> and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I honestly think that this was a single. And um, here's Buster Poindexter singing it this year, by the way. Oh, hell yeah. He's singing it on Broadway. So he's got a little thing. All right. It's got a little cottage industry going. Oh, this is the follow-up song. I do not remember this at all. This is this is the concert that you get dragged to. Yeah, this sounds by your bad. rockabilly girlfriend. They're like, "Oh my god, did I use the New York Dolls?" Well, I bought us tickets, and we're going. Okay. Oh, that's good. I hope they have Wi-Fi there. Hope they have fucking a Malibu stand. <laughs> hope they have Wi-Fi. <laughs> I hope they have. If I don't get service in this fucking repurposed community theater where Buster Point Dexter is fucking counting the actual $1 bills that just got paid. <laughs> um, I will be very mad. Oh, we get to meet him. I, I splurged for the meet and greet tickets. Okay. Somebody's in my house again. Hopefully this is Gabri. I will. <sighs> it is. Okay. Oh, the, the Did sensual... you come in before and then leave? No, that was the killer. Okay. All right. The, so sensual... the killer was here. <laughs> the killer, <laughs> the sensual and seductive Gabri. She's here. She's she's uh, is she affected by the closure of the L train? Uh, no, I don't think so. We're mm. we're not planning to be here when that shit closes. Oh, where you um, I don't, we'll find out. <laughs> wherever <laughs> wherever makes the best pitch because I'm <laughs> not actually I don't I don't take the L train anymore, so I could give a fuck. But yeah, uh, yeah. you're you're a grown man. You've got a vehicle. You good? Yeah, something like that. All right, we've uh, got a couple questions. Would yeah, like let's knock a few of these out, and then I'm gonna go because I probably should have made dinner a long time ago, Ooh, and now I then... now I'm shirking on my responsibilities hello, as head of the household. Oh God, cue hello walls playing because you're gonna be in the doghouse, my friend. I, know. I just gotta hello look. Walls. Oh my God, is this it? Is this the final straw that I'll just fucking send her over the top? No, yeah, I mean this is actually uh, an indictment of how good our life together is is that I just said I got a look and I looked over and she was waving a bottle of wine at me God bless it's a life man simple kind of life will it be that way when I live with you I think so 
Okay. I'm just kind of trying to play it on my... Uh, the my wine future. is going to be cheaper, but yeah. Yeah, wine, cheap oh, perfume. she just got me a glass of wine. When, <laughs> when there's a girl in... Uh, Get you a girl who can do both. Who so can give you a look and give you a glass of wine. So when you... When I live with you, when this scenario happens, which is very cute, but then Gabriel will go into the kitchen, and then there'll be a girl in a bra and sweatpants <laughs> named Nikki, who's... We're just kind of hanging out. And uh, she's blowing. She's smoking a cigarette over the stove and blowing the smoke into the uh, into the overhead like uh, blower. She's like, "Hey, oh sorry, you know, I'm like," and I'm just laying there. I'm like, you know, I'm just fucking blinded, proud. (laughs) I just want her to be out there, you know. I want I want to start a little competition. Blinded and proud. She's so. She's just so naked. You know, she just, uh. <laughs> I, you know, we talk about like bra politics and a lot of deep stuff that, you know, I mean, I know in a lot of stuff that I haven't touched on in a long time. And she's got the, she's got the killer taste in music. Her Spotify is like, wow. I didn't even know they had half the shit she finds on there. I'm seriously, dude. Half the shit she finds in there, I don't think it's on my Spotify because I can't find it. It's like, how did you fucking find this? It's so good. I'm stuck and on blind and proud. Blind and proud. God. <laughs> so, you know, she's got. <clears throat> I mean, she's the kind of person who could wear anything. Oh, fuck. You know, she's, I, I get on her about the job thing, but at the same time. People are put on this earth sometimes just to be. <laughs> and no one's going to trick her into fucking nine to five like I was. Ever. People like us were put here for things to happen, too. We don't have to do anything. We just have to lay back and wait. Because honestly, dude, all these fucking people you see, all these fucking people you see, who are famous, who are creators, who are rich, they didn't fucking work an, a minute for that. It just happened. And I think that that's the way it's going to be with us. Together. They're going to see us both and they're going to say, you know what? I'm going to take a chance. Not only am I going to take a chance with their career, but with mine. And they're going to have the checkbook. Which I, I mean, and which, which, the, the money is the money. Don't get me wrong. The money is cool. The money is cool. The money is cool. I mean, it definitely helps, but that's not why we do this. Seriously, but she's. I let her do what she wants with it, you know. And I mean, I, I don't even ask because that just creates, you know, like weirdness. I don't want any weirdness. So stifles. No, not stifles. Not a good word. It like it like um, it like puts it down. Puts down the creativity. I mean, you know, and I can't even think of the last time we did any art. <laughs> we just in love, blinded, proud. You know, you haven't lived until you just wake up and make love. Holy fuck. And I ask people all the time, when's the last time you just woke up and did it? I feel like I'm in a submission hold right now. (laughs) I can't wait to become that person in two years. When's the last time you just woke up and made love? 
You didn't even say a word. It's been if it's been a while, you should look at take a long look in the mirror. And if you want to punch that mirror, you should just definitely make a change in your life. Because I punched a lot of mirrors, and let me tell you, it's never fun. It always ends up the same. You always feel dumb. And the about person, the rent, like I know we were talking about the rent. Andrew, you know, I've got. I mean, I showed you the the card I got from the agent. I showed you where, like on Google Maps, we pulled it up, like where we went. The money is gonna come, dude. I'm just saying, like we, you know, we do audit. We audition every day, and this isn't paying. These auditions aren't paying, like right now. But when we're discovered, we're you're gonna be paid back in spades. And I'm not kidding. Okay, so like so every no dollar, on the rent. every well, every dollar. Let me put it this way: when we make it, every dollar you write down because we have we have it all written down. I'll double it. It'll be like a match. So like if we oh like right now we owe you twenty seven hundred around plus you know incidentals, but when you know peanut butter, yeah, I mean we didn't know you had that for set aside. So, but when we get the money, we're gonna pay you like sixty two, at least. And I borrowed your car a couple times. And, you know, I love this. This is a great. We could do like a two man play of just like a really, really insanely bad roommate and I mean, insane friend. That had legs. That could have. That could have been the entire episode. I'm. I'm fully certain you could have just started at the at the top and done that the entire time. I think we should have an episode where I just do that. The bad. The bad. The bad roommate episode. <laughs> I, I'll keep laughing though, and that'll be my that'll be my real. No, it'll be like my real for like I can just like you know I did like a monologue that lasted the fucking hour and twenty minutes, and most auditions are fifteen seconds, oh. so fifteen times fifteen divided by one twenty, that's like a lot of auditions I could do. I oh. I, I send in Fox Agency, you know William Martin William uh, William Martin. In L.A., they've got my they've got my card. Cause I made cards on Vista. Iron William Morris. <laughs> Iron William Morris. <laughs> you see, you see William a the Hammer Morris. <laughs> you see a charge on your credit card statement for Vista Print. I I made a thousand <laughs> business cards for myself because that's my way of getting breaking into business, breaking into acting. You've got my card. And then like uh, my Nikki ends up cutting. The hair of someone who has my card is another girl. And she's like, oh, that fire, did she get your fucking card? I left like fucking 20 in Dunkin' Donuts. What? <laughs> it had your number on the back. Well, it's like your number two. We pay the for it. What the fuck's the point of a card without a number? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I guess we have time for one question. Yeah, just, just pick of- a single one and then we got to fucking, we're going to have to call this one. <laughs> we, we just consumed all of our question time with it's fucking fine. bad roommate talk. I love Bad Roommate Talk. We should just do a whole episode. Badroommates.com. Okay, here's one. Uh, talking about talking about relationships. What do you do when you feel like the relationship is slowly drifting apart and the time that is spent is always the same th- things, excuse me, but it's less and less time? Hmm. I mean, the actual answer is 
don't ask two people with a podcast ask that question to the person you live with like, <laughs> yeah. that's 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 really yeah. the answer I, is, I love, uh, yeah. you know ask hard questions for an easy life yeah hard hard questions guarantee an easy life where you're just like yeah I know, i've done this before you just turn to them and be like that's working i don't seem to make you very happy and then you get into it and then it's usually on a sunday whatever and then like you might end up amicably imagine that amicably breaking up and saying i love you however <laughs> much how i love that. much how i love chocolate ice cream if i ate chocolate ice cream every day i'd be in the hospital uh, i love you um but just maybe you know maybe it's not working out maybe you're too cold maybe i love you like one day a week yeah Maybe I love you less than I did yesterday, but I still love you. And there sometimes you I love you more. Yeah, just ask the question. Like, don't fucking, like, there's, this is not a game of chess where you need to strategize. Yeah, just ask the question no. and then get the answer and process the data and move on. <sighs> I can't believe I'm doing this. Oh, fuck. What happened? No, nothing. I'm just all I can say is this post will be very different than most I have seen here. Please read oh, the entire go. post. <laughs> I can't Please read the, read the entire post. I would have it no other way. <laughs> um, I raise my daughters to be strong, independent women, and to accept nothing less than to be treated with respect. You oh, can expect Jesus the same Christ. from me. I honestly don't know any other way to be. God, this guy's thirsty as fuck and divorced. Body thin. But then he goes on to say, I love women with small tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you feminist. Oh, you. Oh, wow. You know, that's a, <laughs> I raised my daughters to be strong, independent women. And I berated them when their tits started to grow. Because I'm like, no man's going <laughs> to want you with those fucking bombs on your chest. And I've ruined their lives. Anyway. Um, well, I hope you have a good night, man. Thanks. Same. Yeah. See you at 5 a.m. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull it off. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to send the photo just to be the dick, and then you'll be like, oh, well, fuck. Yeah, now that's at 5 what, that's... p.m. I didn't say get up at 5 a.m. I just said go do it sometime tomorrow. Yeah. Well, was... I'm still going to. If you send it at 5 a.m., I'm going to laugh, and I'm going to be like, God damn it, I'm going to have to do this now. Oh, trust you're getting a photo from the gym <laughs> at 5 a.m. tomorrow. Fuck. Realistically, probably more like 5.30 because my gym never opens at 5 a.m. Uh, they always say they do, but then I always see, like, the fucking roid head who works, works a desk, like, sleeping in his Jeep outside. But, um, wow. It's a very yeah, New York so, story. <laughs> for sure. So, probably. yeah, trust that's coming through. All right. Well, uh, if it does, that will be the catalyst that I need to lift myself out of these doldrums. Uh, and I thank you. Perfect. All right. This is 155. You got anything you want to plug this week? Uh, well, you know, I was, um, I've was i been working on some music, and um, it's going all right. The Thing, our website that is a more like a compendium, it's a... Going to be a completely overhauled overnightdrive.com, which is going to be uh, have all of our episodes, <clears throat> some of which is exclusive content only accessible on Patreon. It's going to have all of this weird shit we talk about, like Karen Silkwood and like all this weird shit. It's going to have detailed entries on that stuff. You'll, uh, you'll have to put up that photo of Amsterdam, New York I sent you last week. It's going to be a gallery of all the sad shit we talk about. Um, we're going to try and, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of interesting, at least to us, interesting stuff. And if you're a fan of the podcast, it's definitely going to be interesting. 
do us a favor and tell a weird friend. Uh, uh, just do it. And uh, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but there's only a few good ones. And uh, so just tell them that. Tell them that we're awesome. Maybe even give us a rating. Measure that, right? That'd be sick. That'd be great. Uh, how about you, Andrew? Besides being uh, uh, full of virulent racism. Um, no, that's the only thing I have to plug this week is just racism. That's, yeah. Just, yeah. Hey, you can say whatever you want about the races. Just keep, the hand, keep your hands off the uh, TLGB. The right? thing is, I'm not, I'm not a racist. I'm just a separatist. I just everyone should have their own place on on Earth, right? Yeah, right? I, I, Israel, Africa, United States. Some motherfucker from Brown just cut that and is like fucking posting it into like a video, doing some fucking shit. That'll be fun. That's cool, man. You're um, flunking flunking out of RISD, and you're fucking. You have time to do this? <laughs> Fuck off and die. Kill yourself. How about that? Um, yeah, no, nothing, nothing to plug. That's uh, that's it. Um, fuck it. All right. We'll be back uh, next week with 156. Maybe 154 and 155 will come out at the same time. Maybe I'll get really ambitious. Ooh, all right. Fucking Patreons will be like, oh, fuck. Fuck me. That's a lot of money at one show. (laughs) We should do 100. We should do one episode a day and then fuck everyone. Like a hundred, like a hundred episodes, and then like uh, we we'll make like a ton of like, fucking offshore money. It'd be That'd great. Be great. Just put it all in Bitcoin. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.